following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 22nd. 27th, I'm sorry, 2020, season 16, episode number 52. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We've got Nick, Amber, Dave, and we are going to get honest with you guys today. We're going to talk about this team, uh, and we're going to hit a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about the coaching. We're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about special teams. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything on this show. Um, and so I want to start first, though, with, with Jerry Jones. He had his uh, his weekly uh, or one of his weekly sit downs with the folks from 105.3, the fan here locally in Dallas, uh, Sean and RJ's show in the morning and had some interesting things to say. Uh, the, the funniest part, though, obviously, and I know this is the, for those of you that that follow a lot of the Cowboys beat writers on social media. You, I'm sure you've heard by now that. Jerry had a little bit of a moment where he's he was a little upset, a little frustrated. He even admitted at the end he's a little upset and frustrated. Uh, but but you know it it kind of came out, boiled over a little bit there with with some of the questioning. But I want to start first with a question that Jerry was asked, where he he kind of volunteered. Uh, they were talking about the run defense, and he volunteered um, that there will be some personnel changes. And so let's start. Looking at it from that standpoint first, we know there have been problems for this team all year stopping the run. Nick, what do you think uh, or who do you think may be the target of some of the personnel changes or should be some of the targets yeah. of this, these personnel changes? Well, just like you said, I mean, he, he was answering the question about the, the defense and he said, we can't stop the run. If you can't stop the run, you can't do anything. And that's, you know, basic football 101 right there. Uh, then he said there will be some personnel changes. So, you know, you'd like to think it's going to start right there of, of the guys that are stopping the run. He also was asked later about specifically Everson Griffin, Dontari Poe, Daryl Worley, who I guess reportedly are being shopped around. Um, he answered about Griffin. He said, I don't know about the other guys. So I, I'm just going to put those together and think that Dontari Poe is probably not going to be in the mix. And you can just look at the the play snap, and you can kind of figure that out. So that might be one change. Yep. Amber. So by personnel, you are you specifically talking about players? Yes. Or is any coaching involved here? I, when I hear personnel, my first thought is players. Now maybe he was alluding to coaches too, but I would assume he's talking about players. I guess let's let's for the second let's focus this on the players. Well, to me, it's still very confusing because I think there there are like contradicting comments here with that one, and then you keep hearing about them saying. They have the right kind of guys, player-wise. They have the right kind of coaching. And then, oh, it's going to take time to kind of mend everyone together and make it work. So to me, it, it's it's very confusing. I wish there would be more, a little bit more outspoken on what we have all been seeing in these past games because it's there, there's so much blame to go around. And it's hard to point out or, or try to figure out exactly who that player would be, who would you want to 
change. And I posted this question on Twitter to, to people because what, what what trade or what guy could you cut that would make your team better this year? Because the thing is, are you trying to make the team better this year or are you preparing for the future? And it's like you can't really do that or, or make it appear that way because then you're kind of insinuating that you're tanking the season and that's definitely not a good look and you can't just put that out there like that. So I, I'm just having a hard time trying to wrap my head around all this and figure out what exactly he meant by that and what the right move would be at this point. Dave. I'm with Nick. I, I mean, I know he said it, and I, it's interesting, but I, I don't really think it's all that sexy. I think you're probably talking about, you know, Justin Hamilton and Neville Gallimore getting more snaps over Dontari Poe and maybe Tyrone Crawford. Uh, I'd love to see Bradley and I be active and get some more snaps, stuff like that. But I, I don't get the impression that this is some type of crazy change, you know, cutting somebody notable or benching somebody notable I, that would surprise me i think you're talking about shuffling guys that they're already shuffling basically let me ask you this question it at whatever point sean lee is back and healthy and playing at a full clip because obviously they're probably not going to just throw him right in they'll mm-hmm. ease him back in but at whatever point you get there do you think there's a possibility the cowboys decide hey we're not seeing what we need to see from jalen we're in nickel a good majority of the time, or we have two linebackers on the field a good majority of the time, that they'll opt for maybe having Sean and Leighton Van Der Esch on the field more often than having Van Der Esch and Jalen on the field. What do you think, Dave? Uh, would I do that? Yes. Do I think they'll do that? Not really. I, I mean, for, uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, it's a bad look to basically bench a $13 million a year player. Um, I don't think Jalen's reaction to that would be very good. And, you know, we're already talking about locker room chemistry being a problem. Uh, You probably exacerbate that issue. Um, You know, I always say, like, ego is a huge part of this thing, and I don't think they want to admit so publicly that a guy that's supposed to be such a big part of their defense is that big of a problem. So for all of those reasons, I don't really think it would happen. But if you and and that's a very fair point, like you're not going to throw Sean in for 100 percent of the snaps the minute he's healthy. But if you tell me that like a month from now, he's capable of playing 50, 60 snaps a game, I would absolutely at least throw him in there more often to see what he can do, because I mean, that's just as big of a part of it as the defensive tackles. Like, the linebacker play is, is not mm-hmm. good enough. I mean, better defensive tackle play would help, but that's not, that's not the whole issue for sure. Nick? Well, I mean, you can, you can do that. You could bench Jalen Lee, I mean, Jalen Lee, Jalen Smith, but um, he'll just be back on the field in a few plays. I mean, wow. he will. I mean, those two guys are not going to stay on the field. I mean, were they going to just be the starters, Leighton and Sean Lee? They, well, as long as you can ride it, I mean, I, okay, I guess. Okay, well, then the next series, Jalen Smith back in. That's just the way it is. We, we always talk about it. Those positions, you're going to have – you need more than two anyways. They yeah. all play. Joe Thomas is going to have to play. So they, they all will play. So, yeah, you can rotate it more, and, 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 and maybe that would help them. But, I mean, I just don't think you can rely on Leighton and Sean Lee to be the guys – at linebacker and I still don't think Jalen Smith is is the biggest problem out there but like you know he certainly did not do a good job of tackling in in the game the other day I mean he he led a lot of those those plays and he should have had a lot more tackles than he did Amber what do you think 
I agree with Nick. And going back to Dave's comment about ego and the Cowboys maybe not really wanting to do that, I think that at this point, ego is out of the door. If you're playing this bad, you should not care about someone's ego. You you can go sit in the bench and watch and Wait. learn and try to figure Wait. out how to be better once you're back on the field. But, but so, hold on. But Amber, hold on. The ego isn't just about the player's ego. It's the coach and the and the yeah. GM's ego that made the decision. I mean, that's the ego. Is like, well, the coach didn't make this decision. He didn't. And, and, and that's where I kind of agree with Amber okay. here. Like, I actually want to see – I want to see how – Coach McCarthy handles this situation where his team is playing poorly and individual players, even some highly paid players, are right. not playing well. Okay. Amber, go ahead and finish, finish. your point. No, and I, I mean, yes, it's, it goes back to, okay, maybe not the right look for the people that brought these players here, but at the same time, at that point, it doesn't matter. We all make mistakes. That's fine. But what do you do to start fixing it? What do you do to start making it better? So it's like, okay, even though there's some blame on me, let me make a change now. Let's, let me accept the reality of what we are all seeing on the field and try to make some changes or at least send out a, a, a notice or, or make it, try to make some kind of statement because I feel that right now everyone that's speaking from the Cowboys, whether that's Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, or Coach Mike McCarthy, I feel that they're not necessarily being as vocal as I would want them to be as far as players' uh, inability to perform on the field right now. And I think that that they need to put some blame on that. And, and you don't need to call anyone's name out specifically, but at least say it out there and, and make a notice that you guys are very, very aware of this too and not keep saying, well, we have the right kind of guys. Yeah, on that same note uh, earlier, another thing that Jerry said uh, during his, his radio hit on 105.3 The Fan, uh, he said that uh, he pointed to injuries as the, the reason for their poor performances. And he threw out the, the statistic that 45% of their salary cap right now is going to players that are currently out on injury. That's a lot. Is it that simple, though? And, and I'm asking this question to you guys. Is it that simple, though? Or do you think that this team, even with the injuries they have, the expectation is they should be playing better than what we're seeing on the field right now? Let's start first with you, Nick. Well, I, yeah, I think they should be playing better than that. I don't think you should lose by four touchdowns to Arizona. Ever, you know, to anybody really, four touchdowns. You shouldn't be losing to Washington like that. Uh, yeah, you, you you're you're playing with one hand tied behind your back. I mean, forty five percent of it, and and not just forty five percent, but we're talking the key position. Oh yeah, you know, your quarterback, your left tackle, your right tackle. I mean, I mean that whole offensive line and the tight end, all that stuff. But. You should you should come up with a better effort than that. You know you 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 got to figure out a way. You bring in veteran coaches who have dealt with this before. I guarantee they sit there when they're when they're sitting around eating and and, and whatever, and then they're like, oh, one time when I was in New Orleans, oh, this happened, or when I was in Green Bay, we did this and this, we lost four guys. Cool. Well, you know, I mean, McCarthy talks about the story where they he won a game with with four four guards and a center or something like that one time on the offensive line. Well, I mean, do that, fix it. It's kind Whatever of, it's, yeah. you figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. So yeah, injuries really really bad. But figure out how to play more competitive than that. Amber. Well, I see this as two parts. There's the offense and then the defense. Mm-hmm. On offense, yeah, you can definitely argue that injuries have for sure affected their performance. But when you go back to 
a few weeks ago when Dak was still on the field and all that. I mean, regardless of what was going on the O-line, you could see what they were capable of doing in the second half of the game. So you knew that you could still make it work. Now, when you talk about the defense, I mean, what, what's really the excuse there? there? There's none because the guys that have been injured, I mean, is there really an argument that you really believe that with those guys coming back, that's really going to make an impact and a big change that's all of a sudden going to change the, their performance? I don't, I don't believe that at all. So, yes, you can make the argument on offense right now at this point, given the fact that we don't have Dak Prescott anymore. But on the defense, there is absolutely no excuse. Dave. I got to give a lot of credit to RJ Choppy on the fan because he actually followed Jerry up by saying, I understand. Yeah, I understand the offensive woes. Who are you missing from the defense that that would be making this big difference? Cheeto Wuzier? I don't think anybody buys that he's the difference between terrible and good. Um, Gerald McCoy, same thing. Like, you know, he, he's not the guy that he was 10 years ago. You cut HaHa Clinton Dix, and you didn't want Byron Jones. So, yeah, what don't you have on defense that is, you know, what, like, there, that excuse does not exist on defense. And that's the real problem because you can, I, I keep bringing up 2015. Go back and look at some of those games. That is a situation where your team scrapped for as hard as it could for three and a half quarters and an inability to move the ball and score points just it killed you in the end you know they lost 30 to 6 to the patriots that season but it was like you know it was like 17 to 6 midway through the third quarter like they were scrapping this is not what that looks like they're getting decimated by the worst offense in football in the first half getting you know zipping right down the field on the first two possessions of the game it's 14 to nothing if not for a stand on the 1 inch line it's just, no, there's, there's no excuse for that. And they, for the most part, have the personnel that they would prefer to have. And it's, I mean, to say they're not getting the job done is a massive understatement. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you guys the question. On the defensive side of the ball, is it the players that they don't have or is it maybe the defensive coordinator that they no longer have? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. It's funny, as we travel places, 
Often we find the places we want to travel aren't really places at all. They're people. They're grandparents, moms, old friends, and new nephews. That's why at American Airlines, we've been using enhanced cleaning measures so you can feel confident every step until you get to them. So as always, our people can't wait to take you to yours. American Airlines, you are why we fly. Back to the break. Are you looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help yep. support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants? For more mm. information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, <laughs> and dine-in avail- availability, visit thestar.com. A lot of good options over there. Yeah, we've been doing that uh, here when we have home game. I mean, I'm sorry, road games. Uh, all of us that usually travel have been working here at the Star, and we'll go and get food from out there and bring it in and it's been pretty good i have to admit it's been pretty good i'll just ask is has there been hot sauce (laughs) oh you really want to talk about that i'm just saying has there i mean i'm just asking it could be dangerous were were you watching the the press conference live when it happened no dave were you watching it live when it happened amber were you watching it live Uh, i was on Go ahead. I was on the phone. I didn't have the I didn't have the video up. Okay. But I was on the phone. Yeah. What do you think as it was happening? Did you know what was going on at first, or was it just kind of like? And for those that don't oh, know, it was, was it was all the stuff that happened yesterday with the press conference with Mike Nolan, where he got hot sauce, Tabasco, whatever, in his eye accidentally, and and just had to shut down the press conference for a few <laughs> minutes until he got it cleaned out, I guess. Uh, but did you know what was going on, Dave? Yeah, well, he spelled it out he pretty clearly it. what was going on. He was <laughs> he was mid-answer about Demarcus Lawrence and all of a sudden he was like, "Hang on a sec. I think I got I, my eyes burning. I think I I think I accidentally rubbed some Tabasco in my eye." And he he was kind of narrating it. He was like, "This is terrible." And then all of a sudden the line the line goes dark and so like, you know, <laughs> Obviously, you know, those of us in the media, we all talk to each other. So I'm like texting around to all some of the other beat writers like, did did they hang up? Like, is the call over? Is he coming back? What's going on? And at that point, you just can't help but laugh because it's I mean, that's just the type of season this is. And but of course, he's OK. Mike yeah. Nolan's OK. And of course, at that moment, you got Clarence and Michelle. They're tweeting it. And of I'm course. like, oh, like, God, what's totally going oh, yeah. on? And that's when I jumped on. Like, what am I missing here? What's going on? But no, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And he, they did save his eye, so that's a good thing. Uh, let's talk about this defense, though. Well, I, I didn't know if Amber had something to, to add to that. But I'll, all I was going to say, if this was, if they were winning, yeah. I mean, this is where D Law and those guys, you know, make him an honor, honorary member of the Hot Boys. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can have some fun with this oh, kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, he comes back and starts talking about why Trayvon Diggs gave up a touchdown. It's because his, his eyes failed him. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, Shannon's crew would be making all kinds of cool little memes and videos if we were winning, but, you know, you can't do that when you're losing. Did you have something on that, Amber? <laughs> no, I, just, I honestly felt terrible because out of all the people, right. it happens to him specifically who's been under so much criticism this year. So I, I, it, it was hilarious, but at the same time, I did feel really bad for him. I mean, we didn't we didn't end up using the headline, Nick, but I thought it was we could say it on the air. Like that was actually gonna be a really good headline if we, we would have used it. Rob is the one that came up with this I think hot mess. I mean yeah, like that, what, what else what else is there? Then but you know, people talk about TMI a lot, you know, and, mm-hmm. and kinda gross stuff. Yeah. That's TMI. I mean, why do you have to say that? 
You, you, you're just being too honest. You're like, guys, hold on just a second. I'll be, I'll be right back. Got something in No mind. one says anything. Yeah. But if you, you specifically mention it, it just you're just asking for it. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. All right, so let's know. let's talk about this defense, and and I think Mike Nolan becomes a part of the conversation because uh, I started thinking about this, and and you guys, one of you guys just mentioned a little earlier the the guys on defense that aren't here from last year. You got Byron Jones, who, as Dave said, they didn't want. Clearly, they didn't want him at the price that he was going to cost. The price. Uh, Jeff Heath is no longer here. Malik Collins is no longer here. Robert Quinn is no longer here. These were guys that, by and large, I don't think the Cowboys wanted at the price that they were going to get on the free agent market. Um, and so my question for you guys is, who's been missed more? The players that are no longer here or the defensive coordinator that's no longer here in Rod Marinelli, who's now with the Las Vegas Raiders? Let's start first with you, Amber. That's tough because last year we were complaining about the defense. So it, it sucks that we're at this point we talking about had, this right? again. And, <laughs> yeah, which which of the two bad do you want? I mean, I guess we all rather take what we had last year, but um, that's a tough one. And you can talk about the talent and all that, or the lack of talent on the field, but. There has to be a good portion of blame in the coaching staff because there, there's no way, and I, and I get it. We've seen a lot of things that these players haven't been able to do on the field. Things that are basics when you come about uh, talk about tackling and all that. Little things. But still, there's no way that you, you, you can tell me that all of these defensive players playing in the NFL are these this bad because of a lack of talent? I mean, there has to be something to say about the coaching and, and the lack of motivation. I'm not in the meetings. I, I don't know how it all works in there, but you, you need someone that has a strong, a, a, a very strong voice that it's intimidating, that you don't want to look bad or do anything bad in that person's eyes. So... I think that, that yes, uh, Rod Marinelli, one thing he had was, was fire and passion, and we always heard about his little presentations that he would do and, and, and create to motivate the players. So, yes, I, I do think that I miss him. I miss him right now. So, yeah. Dave. I, I don't really want to hear this revisionist stuff because, like, all I can all I can think of – no, all I can think of when we talk about this is, like, through the spring and summer when guys were saying, like, we're going to disguise more stuff. You know, the last guys just rolled the ball out there and it was straightforward and we do what we do and, like, you can take advantage of that. So, like, teams aren't going to know what's coming this time around and we're going to be better for it. So don't come at me like all of a sudden it's terrible because it's not working. And, by the way – Rod Marinelli was fiery. Chris Richard was even more fiery. And all of this crap happened to him last year. It didn't happen as frequently as it's happening this year, but it still happened. Um, Robbie Anderson, New York Jets, anybody? Yeah, but they're historically yard, bad just, this year, Dave. They're, they're historically bad this no, year. No, no, That's no. different than last they're year. So, they, they are so much worse. Yeah. I understand. But these problems were still there. Yeah. Like, you had... Your, your linebacker play regressed. Your defensive line didn't make as much of an impact as you preferred. The secondary was not great, and I, they are much worse this year. But these problems were manifesting themselves under Rod Marinelli as well. And on top of that, in Rod Marinelli's tenure, I, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's a great coach. I love talking to him. He's a super nice guy. But they fielded like one above average defense during his t- time here. So 
I'm not trying to hear that. I just don't think these guys are adapting as well. I don't think these guys are adapting as well to what Nolan's asking them to do. And I don't think Nolan's adapting very well to them not adapting. So that's pretty much where I'm at. But I don't think Rod Marinelli's defense is like a cure-all by any means. Nick? Um, I mean, Jeff Heath, I think that I think he's been missed for sure. But that's, that's one of the things I, I, I take a little exception to because the way they're using him in, in Las Vegas is different than how they were using him here. He's not a starter there. He's a rotational guy, which I think if they were going to use him as a rotational guy here, great. I don't think he's an every-down starter. Well, so are you saying they miss him as a starter yeah, or they miss because, him just being on the team? Well, I've seen Steven Parker have to play safety and Donovan yeah. Wilson. So, yeah, he's a starter here. He would be a starter, and he'd be a good starter here. You, you can't tell me that Donovan I don't Wilson— think he's, But I don't think he's been a good starter in the years he's been here. So I don't think you're going to expect he'd be a good starter now. He'd be a part of all the stuff that's going wrong, he, I think. No, I don't agree with that. He would be way better than what, what you have. I mean, I, I'm, he wasn't a great player, but he would be way better than, than this. And for, for him to make $3 million a year, I mean, they pay, they're paying Worley a, mi- a million and a half. I mean, like, they could have they kept him here. And I think, I think in hindsight, yeah, it would have been better. I would have rather— But I he had rather... too last year. I mean, like, that Jets game, that was his work, too. I mean, yeah. I, that's all I'm saying is I don't think he is—you're right. He, he probably, if you just say play for play, he's better if you want to grade him than maybe what they have right now. I don't think his, his, it makes a difference well, to the point where his defense looks different if he's on the team. Well, he would have been a better. I think he would have been better than re-signing Darian Thompson or re-sign or even signing Haha. I mean, I, I would have rather signed him. You know, Maybe. I mean, that's just one of them. Quinn. I mean, that they, they, they miss him big time. They miss Byron they Jones. Miss Byron. Yeah, they which miss, I didn't expect them to miss him as much. Well, the only thing you could do there is just just know that CD is going to fall to you. If you know CD is going to fall to you, then go ahead and do it, and don't don't resign. Let Amari go. Yeah. Let Amari go, right. and and then and then franchise Byron Jones, and then you, then, and then CD good. falls in your lap. But it doesn't work that you way. Know that, yeah. Yeah. At this point, if there was any one of those guys, any one of those players that you could have back, is it Byron across the board? Well, like without even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're always going to take the 17 million guy yeah. over all the others because right. they don't even combine 17 million a year. So yeah, you take him, but but I mean, and he's been missed big time. How but Quinn's been missed. Malik Collins been missed. Jeff he's been missed. All those guys have been missed. Yeah, I wonder how much difference Malik Collins would make because I don't know that I necessarily saw Malik get pushed around a lot. Yeah. I don't think he made enough plays for people. That was the problem most people had with Malik Collins is that a three technique you wanted him to make more plays. But I don't remember him just getting completely pushed around uh, a lot. But I, I don't know. You guys may no. have seen that different. No, he was he was pretty good, at, especially at training camp. He was really yeah, good no at training camp when no he was an all training camp guy. Um, I, you know what? I'll say one thing here, I, and I and and this Dave and I will both agreed on when he said it. Like this was music to our ears. That I don't I don't have a scheme. We don't have one thing. We, we we build the scheme around the players. We all love that. I was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to say that. I think that is actually biting them right now because they don't have anything to hang their hat on. They don't the do yeah. anything. They need to do something. Like they, they need to say, this is kind of what we do. I'm not saying Wade Phillips has the answer, but when you hire a Wade Phillips, you know exactly what you're getting. You know what you're getting with Rod Marinelli. And I think the players know it as well. So, yes, it might be simple to some degree, but it, it, is, it is the scheme, and there's a reason why you do that. And so I'm kind of starting to wonder, 
if that 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 whole we build it around is not such a good especially in a pandemic it's really not a good idea so you guys have mentioned i think all of you guys have mentioned like this isn't you know yeah they're worse this year on defense but they were bad last year as well at some point you have to start questioning is it just the personnel the personnel is just not good so here's my question for you guys looking at this defense right now what players do you think are on this defense currently that you figure should be and not will be because I know money always factors into will be but should be a part of their plans moving forward or should be guys that you look at and say these are guys that need to be a part of what they continue to well what they build on this defense because what they're doing right now either they're playing at a decent level or I think that I'm giving them a little bit of deference because maybe they've just come back from injury or something like that. But how many of these guys do you think are guys that you that should be a part of what you're doing moving forward? Let's start first. <laughs> start first with Amber. I'm at zero now. I might be able to add one, but let. Oh, I can't go. wait to hear this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I was um, actually afraid okay. to ask her this no, question what... after yesterday. <laughs> well, okay. Um, Aldon Smith. I'm keeping him. Okay. Randy Gregory, I'm keeping him just because I haven't seen enough just yet. Um, I would keep, I'd still keep Demarcus Lawrence. I know, you know, he's not necessarily being so impactful as we all would like him to be, but I think he's still a guy that can do some things for you under a different kind of voice in his head. You know, he just needs to get back to that fiery, motivational type of guy that we've seen from him in previous years. Um, Sean Lee, I'm turning him into a coach, so I guess I'll take him <laughs> out. Um, and then, out of that, I- I'm left with Dix, because I think he's, he, he does have the potential. It's just been a tough year on him, given the fact that he's been put in a role and having to care carry so much on his back so it's not ideal to just throw him out there the way he's been thrown out there this year but I still think he has some potential and development that needs to happen there other than that um, I can't think of <laughs> I, I can't think of anyone else that comes to mind that has um, no no but that's very unrealistic because right. there's no way you can get rid of that many guys on defense and just keep four. So, Don't be oh. so sure. That's not necessarily true. How, how do you do that, Dave? You can remake this thing real quick if you want to between the draft and if you're willing to spend in free agency. If you're willing to sign your quarterback so you can free up some cap space so you're not carrying a $40 million hit all at once. You can definitely, I mean, you could remake this thing real quick. I'm not saying it'll be great right away, but you can turn over some personnel. I mean, think about how many guys on this defense are in contract years as it is. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a lot of expectation that this thing is going to look real different in 2021. Again, not necessarily they, saying it'll be better, but different. Um, how would that play into the whole thing that you still have Dax contract that you're still dealing with, and then on top of that, all the issues that are happening in the O-line. I, I don't really, like the O-line doesn't really bother me as much as it might bother some other people. I mean, Tyron and Lyell are under contract and, you know, we'll see what their progress is. I mean, Joe Looney's really the only guy on the offensive line who doesn't have a def, you know, a definitive future right now. So those guys need to get healthy and maybe we'll look at the draft for that, but I'm not sweating that. The DAC thing is is curious because you could go a long way toward helping your ability to, you know, mm-hmm. shuffle the roster if 
he's got a smaller number than 38 million. I can't predict how that's going to happen, though. Nick. Well, that that right there is a whole conversation. You know that whole Dak thing, and yeah. and you know just to see how bad things get. I mean, because if they get really bad, and you're picking really high, no. What do you Me mean? Me and Dave started having that conversation. We'll we'll say that till another day. Jerry, that's a whole show. Jerry and Steven. That's that's a whole show. That yeah. is a whole show. That <laughs> is absolutely saying, a whole show. Jerry and Steven and Mike McCarthy aren't doing their job if they don't consider it. Uh, yes, to, you have, have to, to consider, consider it. I just don't think it's a smart idea. But no. go ahead. Go ahead. You can fix the defense real quick if you do that. That's my point. Okay, yeah. we're we're over here implying. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody knows what we're talking well, about. Well, I mean, I'm, everybody. I'm, knows I'm what just saying. About. I mean, if you're sitting there that high and you get a cheap quarterback, I mean, I get it. That changes everything. But you can also get a ransom of picks. So. If you give up that spot, yeah, okay. Uh, I she was naming a bunch of guys. I mean, or not a bunch, not a bunch, just a few. And uh, but you got five, Amber. Yeah, and I, you know, four. I, 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 four. I, I, I made Sean Lee a coach. I changed the question a little bit because it's so unrealistic to answer it that way. But I kind of changed it to the new team in san antonio i guess which the cowboys would hate but if there was an expansion team and they were plucking players and they look at the cowboys defense i mean who would they go get Diggs. Diggs would be a good fourth corner fifth corner i'm a little bit Diggs, uh maybe tristan hill um and gallimore and leighton vanderesh maybe but i mean that's who you would take if you were starting, and, and those are just young guys. I would take Tank in a heartbeat. Here, here's the deal. And I, yeah. you said this the other day on the show. You said this the other day on the radio show that you do, uh, the, the, the hit you did mm-hmm. on 105.3. You said, you know, Tank, Tank is a leader. What you didn't say that I know you were thinking that you were intimating is why well, you throw me out here like this. I said it and I, and I thought it was just going to be just no, buried. They wasn't. didn't even catch it. I know, and I was like, Nick, Thanks, say what you're Harry. trying to say. But my point is, like, I agree with you. Tank is a leader. I don't know if Tank necessarily leads the right way, and that's why, to me, Tank is a good player. And Tank is a good player if you watch the games and really watch the nuance of the game, because mm-hmm. he makes he makes plays, he makes things happen. It doesn't always show up on the stat sheet the way you want it to. But he's the type of player, he is a good pressure player. I don't think you necessarily want him to be the leader of your defense. I think what you want him to be is your hired assassin. Mm-hmm. You want him to be the guy that you got another leader that's running things and that people are following. He's the guy that you say, hey, man, it's third down. We're going to all do our jobs. Which right now, a lot of guys aren't doing their jobs, so you can't even really get him to a position where he can do something and make something happen. But we're all doing our jobs. you go make something happen. And I think in a role like that, I think Demarcus Lawrence could be a really, really good player. And so I don't. I, I, to me, I, he is the first player I say if I'm going to keep one guy from this defense, that's actually the guy I keep. Now everybody doesn't like the money because for that amount of money, you're expecting a leader, you're right. expecting a great player, even when everybody else isn't great. You're expecting a guy that can make other guys greater. That's not necessarily who he is. So I get the money part of it, but I think just from a pure play standpoint, I think he's one of the really good pressure players in the nfl yeah uh, and and again i've you... been thinking about this a lot recently oh i'm sorry Nick. go ahead go i've ahead. been thinking about it a lot recently that it's uh it's very fitting where demarcus lawrence sits in the cowboys locker room right now and for those of y'all that don't go in the cowboys locker room he sits where dads used to sit mm. and i think that's i think that's perfect because demarcus lawrence is everything you want in a player between the lines uh, he's not I, – I don't think he's the guy – you know, people always talk about Tyron Smith. Like, look to him 
if you want to see what it is to be a pro day in and day out, like just a great example. I don't know if DeMarcus is that guy. Dez definitely wasn't that guy, but he's still a guy you want on your team. And I absolutely want Tank on this team, but there needs to, he needs more of the other type of leadership around him. Like he's the guy that's going to rally you on the field. He's maybe not the guy that's going to set the best example Monday to Saturday, in my opinion. That doesn't mean I don't want him on this team, though. I, I think that, and I said this, I think, to Dave and, uh, yesterday or Rob, I, I think they need to – I don't like the whole captain's thing every week. I think that's that it gets watered down when every single week there's just a different person because it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing when you get to the game. I think this team really needs real captains. Can't, don't talk about leadership if you're just going to make it. Uh, whose turn is it this time? Uh, Xavier Woods, stand up. Xavier Woods, you're the captain. Tails never fails. Let's go. I mean – how about a captain, a real captain, and, and let the players vote, decide throughout the year, and those are the guys that, that, are, that are the leaders. I mean, that's not going to make this team different than 2-5. and five. I get it. I just think that don't be surprised when there's leadership issues when you're kind of passing the leadership hat around every week. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I want to flip a little bit and let's talk a little bit about this head coach uh, and some of the things that he has done. And whether you're at this point or second-guessing at all, the decision on whether you think this was a good hire or not. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back. To the break. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. It starts at just $20. You get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. We're finding out who the ultimate Cowboy fans are this year. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And those of you out there listening, 
you are the ultimate fans because no doubt when it gets to this part of the year and a year like this one, this is when we find out who the pretenders are and who the real ones are, right? So these are the real ones. Well, you say that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. What? what well, all I was gonna say is that yesterday we had a lot of people on, a lot of people on the show yesterday. And then if they win twenty-five to three against Washington, maybe not as many. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, you know, I've seen that before. You've seen that. Sometimes yeah, seen our that numbers before. are worse on Monday. I mean, but still, yeah. you're here, Ultimate Fan. Yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us. All right, so uh, here's my question for you guys. Uh, let's start this final segment talking about the head coach. Um, and obviously the results have not been good, which at the end of the day, every coach is judged by the results first and foremost. But beyond that, and this is even his own uh, self-scouting, he says that he hasn't seen necessarily improvement, and that's been very disappointing to him from the beginning of the season to where they are now. All those things being considered, are you at all, and this is with the assumption that I think I remember correctly, everybody on this show was at least okay with the hiring of Mike McCarthy as the head coach. At this point, are you second-guessing the decision to hire Mike McCarthy as the head coach? Nicholas, start with you. No, I'm not second-guessing at all. I, I, I think that you know he's, he's a... He was what this team needed, and, and, and they needed a change. They needed a different voice, and they also needed a voice of somebody that that has, has been there and, and has, has done that and, and won. Um, and I know that there's a lot of talk about him being carried and all that stuff. Well, he hasn't won anything yet. I mean, that guy, and he was so great over there. They, they've only won one. Now he's great, but I mean he's not like pretty good this year. They're doing good. They're doing good, and and he'll and he'll he'll mess up in the playoffs, and and they'll lose. I mean, you know, he's won one. This isn't Jesus, okay? He, he's he's won a Super Bowl. He's great. He's won a few. He's great, but I'm just saying he's. I mean, I'm just saying it's not like he carried them that much. They yeah. won one time. Congratulations, more than we've seen around here in a while. But no, I don't. I, I, I mean, no, and I know, Dave, I know you're gonna. You love Aaron Rodgers. I know. I get it. But I'm just saying, how do you? You don't know that he carried him. And I'm putting words in your mouth. I don't know what you're about to say. But I would hate for any boss to 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 come to anyone this year and judge them off this year. I mean, what if somebody working behind a desk, whatever, or, or not behind a desk at home, they got fired for what they did this year? I don't think you can really do that. So. I mean, I don't think this is going to be a one and done or anything. I think it's hard to really evaluate. All right, Dave. I will. I let me. Let me. I. I'm not going to second guess the McCarthy hiring right now, especially with everything that's gone wrong. Like, I'm not saying it was a mistake. Not saying the guy needs to lose his job. I just wanted to say, you know, they might have only won one Super Bowl, but Green Bay has been in the playoffs perennially uh, since Aaron Rodgers got there. And some of that was with Mike McCarthy, but they got to the NFC title game in their first year without him. So, I don't know. He's pretty awesome, in my opinion. He is anyway, awesome. He's awesome, in my uh, opinion, too. I'm just saying, he's, he's, okay, he's awesome. Just, yeah, but he... I just... I You know, winning the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal, but actually, what I said when McCarthy was hired is, get the Cowboys to that level where being in the playoffs every year is a reasonable expectation because it hasn't been here for 30 years. They have not been able to reliably make the playoffs in 30 years. And even more so than winning a Super Bowl, that would be success is every year everybody in the NFL landscape is like, well, yeah, you know Dallas will be there. They're, they're always there because that's what we've been saying about Green Bay for 10 years. So 
that's my standard for success. Like I said, even more so than actually winning the Super Bowl is reaching that level of consistency. I'm not ready to second guess the decision. Um, I am. I mean, obviously, like how how could you not second guess the defensive coordinator hire based on what we've seen? And like you know, I know it's a unique year. I know the pandemic is terrible. It doesn't seem like it's stopping a lot of other people from playing competent defense. And that, I mean, that would really be a starting point. So again, you know, October is early to call for people's jobs, but I'm curious to see how this team responds in the second half. Like, you know, you're up against the wall. You know, Dak's not coming back to save you. you you've got this horrible run of results. I mean, they've gotten their butts kicked three or four times already in six, in seven games. And how do you respond to that? Because um, if McCarthy is a good coach who can deal with this adversity the way that we think, then they should at least be able to dig out of this and, and fight. And if they don't, that's really bad. Um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Amber. I agree with what they said. I mean, this is not necessarily the year to kind of ju- fully judge him, but I would say I will say this. I feel that he lacks um, a sense of that motivational type of leadership voice that Jason Garrett had. And I know we, Jason Garrett was under a lot of criticism, but one thing that he did have that was positive was the fact that he, he's a guy that can really motivate you. Like he, he's good with his words during the, the week and all that. And he's able to motivate players to a certain level. Yes, he didn't get you where you wanted to. But there, there's something that, that that's very important that the Cowboys are lacking right now, and it's that, that voice of leadership and, and, and kind of trying to bring everyone together. Some of the things that we saw uh, in this previous game against Washington, the, I don't know if you guys remember that one play. Well, aside from the whole thing about Andy Dalton and the fact that no one really cared what happened to him, aside from that... <laughs> Do you guys remember watching that one play where, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, Antoine Woods was mad uh, at the offense, and then there was like a little pushing back and forth, and then I think um, someone uh, came in, Armstrong came in to kind of get him off, yeah, and then the Antoine the Woods game. just shoved him away. Yeah. It, it was, it's still, like, that. that's the kind of things, like, you don't do that to a teammate. Like, to me, there, that you should ask, and it, it wasn't a big deal or anything, but still, the fact that you're shoving a teammate away like that should not be happening. And he tells me, it, it gives me a lot more worries because aside from, from the inability to perform on the field, you have to have that kind of connection. And, and the thing is, yes, COVID-19, and yes, we didn't have enough season, and we have a new coaching staff. But the Cowboys had a lot of advantage with the fact that they haven't faced a real outbreak or issue with COVID-19 here with the team. They, they've had all the kind of technology to keep communication during the offseason. They have uh, the Omni right next door where players were staying so they were able to stay together during this whole process so I think that there were a lot of little things that they still have an advantage against other teams during this hard time so there's just a lack of just some fire in there a lack of motivation that I I personally am not seeing yeah at the end of the day I think it's premature to to want to second guess the decision because I agree with all you guys that uh, that you know, with these unique circumstances, it's hard to make a decision and say, "Well, he's not the right guy." Definitively, 
Here's the one thing, though, that I am interested in seeing. And Jerry mentioned it this morning on, on 105.3 The Fan. He mentioned, uh, you know, I want I to see if, uh, you know, to me, I tell the greatness of a coach by what happens when the you-know-what hits the fan. And, uh, and, and I think this is where we get to see from Mike McCarthy, what does he do? He's at seven, he's at seven games in. He's 2-5. and five, and, You know, his team has been beaten severely in a couple of those games. What does he do at this point? Is he the kind of coach that can, and this will require him making some really tough decisions. I go back to earlier what somebody said about worrying about egos. Like, I think at this point he's got to step in and say, look, I'm doing what's best for the team. If there is a player that's not playing well, doesn't mean the guy that I'm going to start playing more than him is better necessarily. What it means is, if you're not going to do the job well, I got to search for someone else. That means I got to give someone else another opportunity. And if they happen to be better, great. If they don't, then we'll move on to the next guy. But I think this is where we get to find out how Coach McCarthy handles these kinds of tough situations. Is he the kind of coach that can get his team to refocus? And I'm not expecting him to win a lot of games down the stretch. What I am expecting, if he is a good coach, is that they will be competitive. And they will find a way with all the things that have gone on to get steady and to be able to be competitive in these games. And if they can't do that, then I will have a different opinion of him as a head coach than maybe what I have right now and certainly what I had at the time that the Cowboys made the hire. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll start getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Eagles. That happens this Sunday night, Sunday night football. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagle, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!